Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Pastors Podcast here at Life Church in Chico, California. I'm here with Pastor Chris. Hey everyone. My name is Bob Leahy and we are so glad to have you guys here with us today. Um, Today we're going to be talking a little bit more about contentment. Um, Jeff chatted, started a new sermon series on Sunday regarding uh, finding comfort and contentment, Mm -hmm. which for some of us, man... uh, the word contentment um, can easily be uh, misinterpreted, yes. right? So, like, I when I think of the word contentment, I kind of think of comfortable, complacent, you know, not really um, trying to grow. I'm just kind of sitting back. And really, contentment is the opposite. I found this great quote um, just to kind of kick off our, our podcast episode today about the difference between contentment and complacency. And so it it reads that contentment is wisely accepting the reality of situations that you cannot change without complaint or resentment, whereas complacency is smugly refusing to accept responsibility for things for which you do have control over. So really the difference there is in contentment, there's things that we don't have control over um, that maybe they're things like the way that God's gifted us or the way God's Mm -hmm. wired us and Mm -hmm. You know, we might strive, right? Strive to change those things and uh, change our wiring and and change who God's made us to be. Um, and that could really kind of mess up God's plan for us, right? And we right. just kind of need to be content in who God's made us and how he's wired us. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas complacency, you know, it's maybe you're just kind of sitting on the sideline and God's got a plan for you and you're just kind of okay with the things in your yep. life maybe there's there's stuff you're dealing with that you know god does want you to deal with but you're and you do have control over but you're just kind of complacent about it right. or refusing to follow you know the lord's lead in 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 your life and so um pastor chris and i are going to dissect that a little bit more and so uh chris do you have any just initial thoughts about Differences between contentment, complacency, and Jeff's sermon on Sunday, or where we're going with this sermon series. Yeah, I think you're. That's spot on, Bob. When you brought up the word complacency, it really does contrast what our challenges as human beings. Complacency can come through apathy, but it can also come from just disappointment of like, why try? Mm. What's the point? All those people are better than me, or it can also take advantage of the grace that God gives us. It says, well, I'm just going to do anything because God's just going to take care of it. God's going to take care of me, N- not in a, a faith trusting way, but in almost like a surrender, uh, I, I quit. Mm. Uh, and the, the key is, and this is the hard part, finding the balance, finding yeah. that ability to, to ask yourself the question. Because like when you read the definition of, like, okay, what is contentment? It's taking a good long look at the things that say, I can't change these things, right? Mm-hmm. And But I'm going to trust in the Lord. And there's a peace that comes on you yeah. in, in that. Uh, but the other thing, too, 
is that when Paul talks about contentment in Philippians 4, where Pastor Jeff was talking about, it is actually the Greek word for self-sufficiency, mm-hmm. but not in the sufficiency of like, I can do it, I am strong. It's more of, I am filled up. I am, uh, we were using the coffee analogy. It's like, if I've had a cup of coffee and I said, here, have some more, you could say, no, I'm content, meaning I've had enough. I have exactly what I need. I'm, I'm full to the brim. And therefore, that is you know, contentment in that sufficiency. Mm. But where I can't do anything about what's going on in my life, then that's where I lean on the grace of God. It's like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. Well, then God will give you the, the grace to do it. Mm. But it takes a lot of time to really focus and discern that. Totally. And I think there are situations where, you know, we might feel like, you know, we do have control over something. Like you brought up Natasha and and, and your situation in Russia. Like Yeah, with the visa and all visas that. Visas and just kind of being at a loss. I know for me, there's times when I, you know, Lynn and I, we rent right now. We've been renting since we were married or whatever. <laughs> and I have this desire to own a home, right? And, um you know, I could really probably push myself and really strive and and have owning a home be like top priority and sacrifice a lot of things that, that God's doing in my life to to achieve that goal, right? Yeah. Or I can look at the house that I have right now, which was such a blessing when we moved from an apartment yeah. into a house. Yeah. But, you know, after time it starts to become oh, this isn't good enough. All my friends own their houses. Their houses are bigger, nicer than <laughs> ours. Like, why, Lord, can't can't we own a house or whatever? But there is still is, so, so there is this, where sometimes I just have to walk around our house and just thank God for mm. for the things that he's blessed me with and the house that we have because it's comfortable. It's nice. It's amazing. And my kids have bedrooms. It, it's It's, it's awesome. And, and I need to not so much focus on like, Oh, but what could I have? What could I, could I go out and earn and get so that I can own a house? Now that doesn't mean that I'm complacent in the sense of like, well, I don't need to save money for a house. It doesn't matter. This is where we're at. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, there still is a responsibility Mm -hmm. in um, stewarding the things that God's given me while also being content and the place where we're at right now, our living situation and stuff. And there's people out there who would love to be living in a three-bedroom, right. two-bath house, even if they're renting. And so, like, you just, it's just, there's this, 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 this I don't know, this tension there, I feel like. Yeah, of, but it's honesty, isn't it, though? I mean, you, <clears throat> I appreciate that about you, Bob, is that you're being honest. You're saying, yes, I would like this because it would be nicer. It would be, you know, maybe the, the have a bigger backyard so the kids could play or whatever it is. It isn't like you're despising. Instead, you are saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what we have. But then at the same time, we don't want you folks to misinterpret that God can't give you a vision for something more or more expansive. Or, But it's at least you're being honest mm-hmm. about it. You, yeah. you know, Instead of, as Pastor Jeff's talking about, striving for it, you're uh, honestly evaluating being content at the same time but at the same time also saying, what could we do or how could we pray mm-hmm. that you know you find a different place or we could buy a house or, or things like that. So it's that, te- yeah, right, it's a tension. But once you find yourself um, 
losing peace, losing peace of mind, or you Mm. find yourself, you know, pushing and pushing, that's where you pause and say, okay, what's going on here? What's, what's happening in my life? Yeah, totally. I, you know, it also kind of reminds me, I I think, you know, we're going to title this, uh, kind of being content with, you know, how God has made us. Right. And, um, you know, it's so easy to just compare ourselves to others and look at others and see see things that we desire and want and and really maybe despise the the things that God has put in us or yeah. the the wiring that he's he's made us or the gifts that we have and um man I I get that sometimes you know where I'm kind of you know I don't know I'm kind of strange I'm a little emotional. I I'm kind of artistic. Uh, yeah. I feel a lot, and um, you know, I I see people like I you know even doing announcements. If I share something that's a little like tugs at my heart, I start yeah. to get emotional. Sure. And I hate yeah. it. I yeah. hate it so much. And I go, "Why God? Yeah. Why can't I just stand up here and deliver something that's that's you know." I'm compassionate about without getting choked up, Lord. Like mm. so many other people I see doing that. And why can't that be me? And, yeah. and you know, that's, I think there's, there's, I need to just own it. Yeah. You know, I need to own it. And that's where the piece of contentment comes in. Like, yes. okay, Lord, this is how you've wired me. Yeah. And I, I think in owning that, you start to, to blossom and be able to really yeah. use those gifts yeah. in, in the way that, that the Lord wants, wants you to be using yeah. them. I, I think that the Apostle Paul struggled with the same thing. I was reading First uh, Corinthians 15, and starting in verse 3, he's saying to the Corinthians, hey, I just want to remind you of the things that I first preached to you, you know, that Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead. And he goes on to begin to uh, say how Jesus appeared after he was raised from the dead, you know, uh, after he was crucified and then was risen from the dead, he appeared to Peter, or Cephas is what he calls him, and to the Twelve, and then to more than 500 brethren at one time. And then he appeared to James, who is the brother of Jesus. And then he says in verse 8, And last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared to me, for I am the least of the apostles, and not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me did not prove in vain. Hmm. It's, it's a thing of like, yeah, I was the least. Yeah, I was puny in the eyes of the Lord. I persecuted the church. And, you know, people wonder, you know, when Paul says that, did he, like, just chase after him and put him in jail? But... In reading this, he's saying, no, I brought about the death of Christians. Mm. And he had to carry that the rest of his life. And he, again, he, he acknowledged it. He was honest about it. But he didn't let it ruin his contentment in Christ, his sufficiency in Christ. Mm. Because he's just said, basically, uh, I am what I am. I, I, what happened, happened. Yeah. I, I, I was visited last. Out of everybody, I got visited last. Uh, and, but at the same time, it's like he stood up and said, but at the same time, you know what, by the, by God's grace, I'm still, I'm an apostle and I'm content with who I am. Even though you could look at my, 
my resume. You could look at all of that and say, oh, well, you did this and this and that. We, you know, this whole language about cancel culture is that in some ways, Paul could have gotten canceled and said, you know, come preach at our church. Wait a minute. Weren't you the guy that killed a bunch of Christians? Yeah. Oh, we can't let you preach here. Mm-hmm. So in Paul's case, is in this, especially in this passage, you just said that about yourself regarding how God made you, Bob, that you know, you get emotional about things or you feel things deeply rather than being regretful of it. In some ways, you're repeating what Paul just says, like, you mm-hmm. know what? This is who I am. I am what I am by the grace of God. I'm not, I'm not uh, complacently accepting it. I am content in saying this is how God wired me. Yeah. Now, God can modify us when that's what we want. We want God to transform us and make us more like him. But I'm kind of like you. I get very deeply melancholy about things, and I used to try not to, and this and that, until the Lord said, no, Chris, I made you that way, Mm -hmm. because it helps you empathize with people. It helps you to be compassionate. And I go, yeah, but it sucks. I don't like this sometimes. And the Lord's like, okay. And that's where you go, you know what? I am what I am by the grace of God, and I do what I do because his grace is at work inside of me. Mm. And so we're able to be content in who God made us, but we don't, we are not complacent in what God could make us to be. Totally. That's so good. Yeah. I, I love that. Cause as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, I, uh, if I was complacent, I would be like, Oh, I'm just, I'm going to get emotional. So I'm not going to go up there and do that. Yeah. I'm not oh, going to yeah, go yeah. speak. I'm not going to go do that. I'm just going to be, you know, not working on that or letting God use who he's made me and be content in that and working through it. Cause you know, that's, it's important. Like we're all made a specific way for the body. You know, we all need each other, our, our different giftings and right. And such. So like, yeah, it's don't get complacent in the way that the Lord's made you, but be content and, and step out in the way that God's, right. God's made you and have confidence in that and yeah, in the contentment. So, yeah. Yeah, Paul was carrying a lot of baggage. I was just realizing one of these commentaries pointed out that his name, Paulus, actually means a small, like a small stone. Mm. Peter is a rock. So Paul was like, look, I was a preemie. That's what he meant by I was Mm -hmm. one untimely born. So I was a preemie. Some some believe that he actually was pretty uh, kind of a short in stature. He was a little squatty guy, kind of like me. And so... He was short in stature. He had persecuted church. He had all these things counting against him, but he was able to stand up straight and say, but God's grace is in me, and I'm sufficient in him. Yeah. And that's where we want to be. Mm. But, but not denying our weaknesses, not denying our imperfections, but we don't let it get in the way of totally. complacency. Other thing that's interesting that was coming to mind, I don't know if this is theologically sound, but... Uh, you know, Paul, Paul was the last, right? Yeah. And what's the upside down kingdom definition of if you're last, right? Right, right, right. The That's first right. is last, the last is last first, is first, right? Yeah. So in his, his weakness and his struggles and all that there, there's grace. And, you know, I think in the Lord's eyes, you know, Paul, Paul was the gem, you know? Yeah. And, and what an example he, he is to others who maybe went down that same path and, yeah. you know, and that's, for each one of us that our, our past can, can come up and really hinder us. And right. Um, 
man, you, you have such an opportunity to, to be an example to others and, and finding, you know, what, um, God has for you. That's right, Bob. That's right. Cool. Well, we have uh, a fun sermon series to, to continue <laughs> through and go through, and I'm sure we'll have some podcasts to continue to kind of dis- dissect this subject. It's a little, I was telling Grace before, it's a little mind-twisting mind for me to try yeah. to like comprehend how I'm finding comfort and contentment, but contentment isn't yeah. being comfortable and like, because, uh, yeah, it's just the the world we live in and how things get defined for us uh, can really kind of twist us up a little bit. That's so, right. Um, we just keep plugging away, keep asking questions. That's right. Uh, if you have more questions or you have questions about the sermon series we're doing, we'd love to hear you. So shoot us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org and we will catch you on the next podcast. That's right. All right. Peace, peace out. Peace out. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.